Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The matchups, the superstars, the games. Starting defense, place at the table. This is Football Sunday on the Fan, a comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts, Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ooh, there's that music, even though I accidentally played it two weeks ago when Joe was out. <laughs> yeah, you did do that. Either way, I like the song, so I did, I'm yes. glad it's back. I know. it's. It always feels really good when we first hear this open because we realize that the NFL season is back. Uh, the problem for us is that last week we didn't have a show because the Seahawks had a 10 a.m. game. Thanks and, a lot, Seahawks. Yeah, thanks, Seahawks. Although they won, so Seahawks fans are probably happy. But uh, our show's being moved around a lot in football season. I don't know if you guys have been listeners for a long time or not. We've been doing the show, what, six years now, five years now? Something six like years, that. yeah. In the very beginning, our show was 8 to 10. It was not 9 to 11 um, because we used to play the first NFL game on the radio at 10 a.m. on Sundays. And we pushed very hard to get that move to 9 to 11 because waking up for an 8 a.m. show on a Sunday is really hard. Really hard. And Although, it, can, you know, it kills your Saturday night. Like, if you did want to go out and really hang out, and I, I think we, we kick it, but we don't really – we don't go out like that, you no. know. And so uh, – I'm not 21 anymore. It's really tough to, to get up on Sunday morning. It's much harder than people think. Uh, so our show is all over the place this year. Uh, the Seahawks have, I think – as many 10 a.m. games as they've had our entire show history. So we're going to miss, I think, four or five shows this year due to that. Um, if they have a primetime game Thursday, Sunday, or Monday, we will most likely be on 8 to 10 a.m. because they're going to play an actual NFL game at 10. If they have a normal game, which is a 1 o'clock start or one twenty start, we'll be on 9 to 11. So basically each week, just keep an ear out for what we're saying on this show, and we'll tell you what we're doing the, the following week. I promise it will not be always be this confusing. Yeah, I, well, it will be for the NFL season. Yeah, just for the, just <laughs> not for the Seahawks. Al- not always, but it's going to feel like always, at least for us. Um, but, yeah, I, I experienced that, the problem with waking up this morning. 
I think all three of us probably did because Joe and I rolled in at the exact same time, which was 752. And then Rashad rolled in at 756. So uh, I think we all did. I woke up at six. I had my alarm set. I snoozed a couple of times. And then I woke up in a panic at 720, luckily, because I had somehow in the middle of snoozing my phone turned my alarm off, and which I think we've all done before. I don't know how I did it. I was just reaching over and hitting the lock button so that it would snooze. And uh, thank God I woke up at 720 and had the realization of, oh, F, you got to get up, you ass. I, I, I really would have been here just right around the same time as you guys. I had to stop and get gas, though. I didn't, oh, okay. didn't want to run out. But, yeah, we all would have got here just right around the same time. <laughs> so it's just it's one of those things, man. It's it's pretty tough to, you know, because you're going to, if you if you love Mike Lynch has a podcast, you know, beers on us. Make sure you uh, listen to that and everything. But Not a lot of beers left to pick up. No. By the way, they're all home delivery now. There was only a couple of cases left, so they moved it to all home delivery. Oh, so and can I just it. say, oh, my God. So I wasn't going to drink it. I was telling Lynch, like, I'm not going to, you know, you gave me one, but I kind of want to keep it. Like, let's say your beer blows up and it becomes a, a thing that's in stores everywhere and, you know, mass consumption. And, like, I'd love to say I have, like, one of the first cans that, that was made because, you know, my buddy gave it to me. But then I was looking at it. And it looked good. You said it was good. And I'll be damned, Lynch. That's some good ish right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. It's been getting it. rave reviews. People I, are hey loving man, it. I'm, you know, I love IPAs, but everybody knows like IPA, it can be a little, it can be hard to drink. You know, sometimes like, you know, I love them, but sometimes they can taste a little earwaxy. And oh, uh, earwaxy. Oh yeah. Oh, let's, and let's not act like we don't know what it tastes like. Come on, guys. It might have been a long time ago, but we all know. But uh, it was one of those things. Like I thought it was earwaxy. It wasn't that. It was great. Yes. It was fruity. It was it was cool. I was like, man, good job. And I had to send a message to you. Said, hey, man, right on. You and Patrick, man, you guys might have something here. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's been going very well. I'm very happy about it. Uh, most people who have tried it have liked it a lot, and it's actually in its sweet spot right now. Week three, because we've been doing the taste test on the podcast with it, where we have it once a week to see how it's changing. Week three, sweet spot. It's like oh. day 22. We had it on on Thursday. Day 22 after canning. Ooh. It's really good. It was really, really good. Yeah, um, but it was good on day, uh, I don't know, 12, whatever day I had it. It was pretty – I liked it. Good yeah, job, you, were, you were in the middle of week two. Yeah. yeah. Week two is probably the easiest drinking version of it. Uh, it's uh, it's had a little bit more hop punch, if you if you will, in the in the first first week and the third week. But, uh, yeah, it's been fun to do, and that's been a lot of fun for sure. But, yeah, waking up early is tough on Sunday mornings. Yeah, we don't think – I mean, mind you, it's just an hour later – you know, when we do our regular 9 to 11 show, that's, it, it feels a big dip. I mean, 8 o'clock. I mean, just waking up at 8 on Sunday, that seems okay. That's cool. But that's 7 o'clock. That's a, that's a beast right there. That it is. But we are football Sunday for the remainder of the NFL season. Uh, what we used to do for this and what we may be allowed to do again at some point here, which we'll talk about on the show today, is we used to always start with the Duck and Beaver game from the day before. Uh, it was it was a very nice rhythm we had. We would talk about the games for about half hour, and then we'd transition into fantasy scramble because if we were nine to eleven, we would do our fantasy start sick questions, and then we would just talk NFL for an hour. Uh, because we're not going to have college football at least in the Pac-12 for another couple of months, um, we're probably going to start injecting a little bit of the other sports in because well, there's a lot of other sports going on. It's a weird year. Mm-hmm. MLB playoffs start in eight games. NBA conference finals are going on. The Stanley Cup final is going on. There's a lot of sports going on right now. Yeah. So if there's a huge story that, that warrants attention 
We will talk about it on the show, even though we're football Sunday. It will not be football. Yeah. Because it's very rare that we get other sports going on at this time. Oh, absolutely. You know, usually we have to wait till late October for basketball to start. And then who wants to talk about November NBA basketball? I mean, unless, you know, somebody of note kind of gets hurt or retires, no one really cares about NBA from October until no. You know, March. And you we know, got the World just, Series usually. Yeah, World, yeah, World Series October, is October but... and everything, so we'll still get some some playoff baseball, which should be really uh, intense. We're about to be a few games away, like you said, from the NBA Finals. Man, that's cool. And, and honestly, I don't want to talk Clemson football. You know, we can end I'm sure we will at some point. We're going to have to talk about, you know, how good Trevor Lawrence is and Dabble Sweeney as a coach and how they're going to run through everything. But, I mean, eh, does anybody out there really care to talk about Miami? Honestly, if you do, then go ahead and text us and let us know. But, man, dude, I don't, don't tempt favor shot. I I'm didn't saying, watch the game. Yeah. Did I any, saw highlights. Do I care about what Pitt is doing right now? Not really. Like, I mean, really having the Ducks and Bees involved in the mix, or at least the Ducks and the Bees. I like how Joe just ignored that direct shot. But I'm sorry. Was that a, is, is he a Pitt fan? Yes. Well, he's a Pitt basketball fan. Oh, yeah. well, sorry. Who cares? <laughs> That's bro. why I didn't uh, have any sort of uh, attention span towards oh, it. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. I didn't Really? You're a Pitt? That's a random... I mean, I don't know how many times I gotta explain this. No, you don't have to explain. We'll talk about it later. But okay. <laughs> he's explained it many times. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, still, we probably pit sorry, football, Joe. whatever. Say what you want. Yeah. I'm just saying, probably won't be talking much pit. You know, unless we're talking Larry Fitzgerald. But frankly, we're not like talking that. a lot of Syracuse because they're awful. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, uh, having the Ducks and Beeves there, obviously, is the local teams, and you know, I think each of us, you know, really have some type of connection to those teams, whether we want to or not. So. I mean, yeah, it's tough not having them around, or really not having the entire Pac-12 around because that's a whole West Coast that we just can't talk about. I will say, selfishly for me right now, I don't mind not having college football to care about because there's so much other stuff going on that I have to prioritize. And obviously for me, baseball's number one. There's end of the regular season. Yeah, he's around a 10-game winning streak. I'm watching every day. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, NFL's number two. And then NBA and NHL are kind of tied because they're at the end of their postseason, which is fun. So college football is fifth right now. So I'm sorry, but I'm not watching Miami Louisville. I'm watching Yankees Red Sox yesterday. Yeah. You know, and then whatever's on is it's just it's not it's not a choice that I'm going to make until the Pac-12 comes back. It's just that simple. But uh, we'll get to that on the show today. Uh, we do. I mean, we're going to go go there next because the Big Ten changed course and has announced that they're going to be returning Pac-12 may be doing so this week. So we will get to that next. Uh, we do have our fantasy scramble back on the show today. If you are a first-time listener, what we do every single NFL week is we get you set and help you out with your fantasy football lineups as best as we can. We've had a pretty good track record of helping people on the show. And because of that, we're bringing back former producer Jesse Osmond to uh, to help us out 930. He'll be joining us on the phone. The guru. The guru, the fantasy guru. Uh, so if you have any start, sit, fantasy questions, text them in 503-250-1080. And we'll get to them at 9.30. Uh, hater level will be 9.15. And we got a lot of NFL to talk about, man. The new look Patriots. The new look Bucks. The same old Cowboys? Question mark. Lots of storylines from week one that we got to talk about. Oh, Joe didn't like that death stare. I thought the Cowboys were going to be great, and they still might be. But they did not look great in the second half of that game against the Rams in week one. So there's a lot of stuff to get to. It's just one week. It's, it's just, just one, one week. Uh... Let's do the but old it's reaction a talking thing. point. Just yeah. one week. It's a talking point, and that's what's important. So many teams won the Super Bowl in week one. It's so crazy. And and my hot prediction for breakout was maybe not that hot because I think a lot of people had it was the Arizona Cardinals. 
And they looked really good in week one, too. They did. So we got a lot of stuff to get to on the show today. Uh, text in 503-250-1080. Again, if you have fantasy questions, you can send them throughout the show. We'll find them and, uh, and answer them as best as we can at 930. Coming up next, though, the Big Ten reverse course. Will the Pac-12 do the same? This is Football Sunday on the Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 816 on your Sunday morning. Football Sunday here with you till 10 o'clock today. Fantasy Scramble 930. Text in your start sick questions 503-250-1080. And we'll have hit it or love it at 915. We begin with college football, though, as the Big Ten this week reversed course on their decision to not have a football season this year, or at least this calendar year, 2020. And uh, they announced that they are going to resume the weekend of October 24th. The league's presidents and chancellors unanimously voted to resume competition. They cited that they had the daily testing capacity. I think they're using the same corporation. The PAC 12 made a deal with mm-hmm. Quidel corporation, Quidel. and they're going to have daily COVID testing. And they also said that they have stronger confidence in the latest medical information that has come out. Makes some sense because we keep finding out more and more and learning better ways to treat it, uh, it being COVID, et cetera. So good for the Big Ten. And I think everyone just kind of looked out at us here out west and was like, hey, what you guys doing? You guys going to follow suit? And Larry Scott came out and was like, well, we got to get a improvement from the governors of Oregon and, and California who have not allowed anybody to practice. And literally, he had a call with Gavin Newsom, and the report was, nothing in our law says you can't play football. And then Kate Brown was like, we're dealing with wildfires. Do what you want, <laughs> basically. She was like, yeah, you're exempt. Practice if you want. And it was just kind of like, a, what? It was that easy? So Larry Scott was, was leveraging the governors against the public basically or the public that wanted the football to return by saying, look, I mean, my hands are tied. Most of our schools can't practice. That's not fair. We can't have a fair playing field. Mm -hmm. And then both governors were like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Just yeah, go play football. Sure. We got other fish to fry here. We we got bigger problems. And so everyone just kind of looked at the PAC 12 after that day and was like, so what are you guys going to do? Are you going to return? You're going to announce a return to play. And then they decided to wait until Thursday of next week to have a meeting. So I don't know why they're waiting so long. I mean, if there's a if there's a no decision, just come out and say, look, we already said January 1st. We we believe in science. We want to take care of our kids, et cetera, and, and just wait, right? You don't have to follow in the footsteps of the Big Ten. But if you're going to play and, you're, and you've already got discussions among the presidents, and they did meet on Friday, by the way, this last Friday, why not just say, hey, we're looking at starting. We just have to pick a date. What's with the waiting? I don't understand. I, so I'm actually kind of confused. Like maybe the Pac-12 will still say, you know what? No, we're not going to play until January 1st based on the fact that they seem to just be wavering or waiting, which makes it seem like they're wavering. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough because on on the one hand, it's like you you know everybody wants to get back to playing football. I think you look at week one. You see all these other teams, especially in the South, you know, the SEC and everything, they've, they've started football. They're playing football. And I think these these schools, I'm wrong, these conferences, they're looking at how much money they're about to lose. 
you know, for right now. Now, mind you, you can move the season and put it in January, but how many eyes are you really going to get at that point in January for for Pac-12 football? You know, uh, uh, to be to be fair, I think you might get more. Do you really? Yeah, I mean, if it's the only college football going on, and you've got a huge college football fan base in this country that wants it, no, yeah, and the, watch West, the West Coast loves the Pac-12 football. But let's just be real, Pac-12 football doesn't translate to everybody across the country. I know that, but if it's you the know, only thing going, it will obviously translate because it's college football. Well, well, that's what that's what the hope is, you know. But you know, you're looking at a lot of you know, <laughs> Pac-12 football with guys that can't tackle. You know, in most cases. Don't play great defense. You're going to see, man, 65 to, you know, 48 games, 49 games. Those are that's going to happen. But I, I just the SEC or the you know down south and Midwest, like where it's hard hitting, you know, ground and pound type of football. I'm sure they'll watch the Pac-12. And on top of that, just think about this, man. With when does Pac when do Pac-12 football? It's typically played later afternoon, sometimes early afternoon, like Pac-12 people, after dark. Yeah, people aren't staying up to watch that, you know, over there. So it's. I think you have a lot to kind of lose, you know, with not being in the mix right now. And I think they, you know, both the Big Big Ten, especially the Big Ten, because, you know, football is still happening like Midwest, down south, all that stuff. So they're looking at this like, man, we need to we need to be back in the mix. Pac-12, uh, I mean, I think they, they want to get back there. But, you know, there's so much of stuff that's happened. Like, obviously, you just mentioned the wildfires and stuff like that, man. People couldn't even practice. We've seen, we know the Arizona State has been able to practice kind of on and off for uh for a little bit because of you know, state at this rules point. Yeah. yeah because of state rules so there's obviously teams that are at a certain disadvantage you know right now just because there are people that have gotten reps other ones that haven't so it's a, it's a lot to think about obviously i'm gonna watch if it comes back but i think it'll be, we'll I think it'll be weird yeah i think i think it'll be it'll be kind of weird but i don't know what the holdup is like if you have a date like you said just say you have have a date you're ready to go from there but I don't know. Who knows why I, I any think, of these well, conferences do what they do anymore? Like, well, I mean, honestly, to, I'll stop to, asking. To me, that signals that there may not be a unanimous decision to move forward. We got till Thursday to make our arguments to our counterparts and the presidents and chancellors to see what they say because it was unanimous to stop the season. Yeah. It was unanimous to say, no, we're waiting till January 1st. Now, look, there, there's no bones about it here. The, the political slash public pressure is huge in this situation especially for the Big Ten, right? Uh, you had the president get involved with that. He certainly did not need to, but you had him get involved. Even And they said it didn't matter that he got involved. We made the decision based on other things. Say what you will. The president got involved in that decision, right? So it became a political play. And public peop- the public in the Big Ten country was outraged, right? Nebraska has been outraged the entire time. You didn't have a unanimous vote to cancel the season. Three schools voted to keep going. Um, and now you're seeing games being played. So I think the amount of pressure was immense for a conference, especially like the Big Ten, because they're surrounded by their rivals playing. On the flip side of that, we've had how many games already canceled in the first two weeks of the season, first three weeks of the season, technically, um, due to COVID? Like 16 have been canceled because of positive COVID tests. LSU's Ed Orgeron came out and said our whole team's probably got it, so we're fine. What? That's the that that's your argument. That's a, that's a Edo is that your whole thinking, team man. has COVID yeah. or has had COVID? Well, we're gonna go. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get over it, and that's gonna be no. Like I and, just did it. So on the flip side of that, yeah, college pox. football's working because we're watching it. But is it? The NFL had zero positive tests today. MLB had two minute uh, two big outbreaks, and since then has been able to control it completely. The bubbles have worked gloriously. 
And college football has had 16 canceled games in three weeks. And the SEC hasn't even started yet. And the SEC has a bunch of teams in a bunch of communities that have had a huge outbreaks, right? So it, are we just being pressured as fans into thinking it's okay to play again? Is that is that where we're at right now? Or is it actually safe to play again? I'm actually kind of having a hard time discerning between the two. It was never safe to play. Like, and we knew this. Like, until there's an actual vaccine that people are, number one, are willing to take and is going to be available to everybody in the public, like, yeah, then you can go ahead and play. But when there's still rising tests in certain parts of the country and certain states, like, no, it's not safe for anybody. It's like not even safe for us to go into a restaurant and sit at least four feet away from someone. Why on earth would it be okay to have in college, you're talking 75 young men that play football, not just the 58 or 56 man roster that they have in the NFL. Now you're talking 70 to 75 young people all around each other. Don't like, what are you, what are you thinking? No, it was never safe to play. And I think that was a lot of people's, you know, overall reaction. Like, no, you shouldn't play at all because this is going to happen because you're going to have to, you're going to have whole teams in some cases, half a team that will contract this virus and then spread it to the team that they're going to play. And then they're going to spread it to their coaching staff. And it's like, it's a, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just like a, we're going to keep going in circles with this whole thing. And so, no, it's not surprising. And I'm not really surprised. Ed, Ed O seemed incredibly jovial about it. Well, you know, well you know, we that's know. just kind of his voice. Yeah, right? that, no, it's <laughs> his voice, but it's like, man, you know, you know, we, we all got it. Oh, <laughs> okay, right. cool. I, I just, I'm, I'm having a hard time internally making that decision of okay so football's being played and there are games being played and conferences are playing games against each other does that mean it's working or because there's been 16 canceled games and because a ton of schools like Baylor hasn't played yet Baylor's gone three weeks having to cancel games for various reasons or them and other teams having COVID issues is that working that doesn't seem like it's working to me Right. So I'm stuck because it's like the big Ten's like, look, we believe in, in science and we believe in all, all the medical information here. And we're going to put our students first. And then now it's like, well, the medical information is better. How? What's better? And the Pac-12 is, feels like it has to follow suit, I, I assume. Right. As the last major five that hasn't decided to come back. And now they're waiting till Thursday. And I'm like, ooh. Are they sitting there going, are we being pressured into doing something stupid That's because exactly the other conferences what are doing. playing? They're being, they, they have to. They have to make a play right now. You can't be, again, you can't be the only Power Five that's not involved right now. You know how much money you're going to lose? Like, if you're Oregon, if you're Stanford, even for, man, please, you're about to lose so much money by missing out on the season. You're going to miss out on the playoff with everyone else, you know, that they have to, they have to do something. They can't sit, they can't sit on it. I think they can. They can, but again, who's just going to watch Pac-12 football? Just Pac-12, Pac-12 against Pac-12, the Pac-12 championship game. Maybe I, I, a, I think you're. I think you're very grossly underselling how many people would watch that because it's college football. It, by itself, it's college football, right? If it's by itself, if yeah. they're playing and everything else is done, then what else are you going to watch on Saturdays? Right at that point, NBA is maybe just restarting in January, right? Because they were looking at Christmas Eve to restart their new season. Yeah, and NBA starts at Christmas now. Like um, NHL may be just restarting. MLB won't be happening. NFL will be on Sundays. So what else are you going to watch on Saturday if you're a college football Mike fan? Mike Lynch, are you going to watch it? Yes. So the person who doesn't really like to watch college football like that because it's just not as good of a product as the NFL. Oh, absolutely. You're going to watch 
you know, absolutely just packed twelve football. Well, yeah, because it's relevant to us out here. I mean, for, for I haven't out, watched I haven't watched the games so far, and that's be- what I'm saying. For us here on the West Coast, absolutely, it's it's relevant. You know, you're all all of our schools are are right there. So Washington, California, Oregon, we're gonna have no problem watching Pac-12 football once we start getting past you know Nevada and stuff. Like then it's gonna be like, uh, who's 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 watching? Who's who's gonna watch the is the Pac-12 championship gonna be a, a, a highly viewed game? I don't know the answer to that, but my my gut is telling me that more people would watch it than you'd think because if you're a college football fan, what else are you going to watch? Yeah. I don't That's know. just my thought. I don't know. I just I think college football is a regional thing, and I think people are fans of their teams and their area, and I think they'll you watch those right. teams. But when it comes to, like, man, watching fast-paced, no tackling, no defense, schools like, man, Oregon and, and uh, Arizona State and Arizona, like, no, I'm sorry. I, I, most people are out on that. There's a lot of or there's a lot of Pac-12 games that I'm not watching. Just period. Just because I don't. It's gonna be a bad game. I think the other key too is that the quality of play would be lower because the teams would. It, I guess maybe if it was in January, you would have had a full off season probably to practice. But if they come back and they say, "Oh, we're starting Halloween or no, November 7th or whatever," um, what is that? Like, like five, five weeks, weeks to practice. Yeah. And Cristobal came out and said he needs eight. Um, there no, was didn't. a there was an article posted this week with quotes from Pac-12 coaches who were just livid about this. Actually, let's get to that next. Okay. Some of the quotes from those Pac-12 coaches were very interesting. And I I wonder who they were, first of all. And second of all, I wonder how much pushback or how much say they'll have in this decision. So that's next. First, Joe has sports. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 8.34 here on your Sunday morning. We're here till 10 o'clock today. Fantasy Scramble at 9.30. Text your starts at questions 503-250-1080. Already had a couple in. So if you have any questions for this week, we'll get to them at 9.30. But uh, Bruce Feldman in The Athletic wrote himself, an interesting article when the Pac-12 news started to kind of break this week that they might be considering coming back. And the the most damning, maybe is the right word, the most interesting part of this article was an anonymous Pac-12 coach who was incredibly open to Bruce Feldman about how he felt. And here is his quote. I don't want to hear health and wellness out of anybody's mouth. The We Are United players, they have an effing point. It's not effing ping pong. You don't just open the garage door and go play. I don't think people know that when the seasons were postponed, the Big Ten and Pac-12 took completely different paths. They kept going like it was still training camp. They kept the same schedule like they were going to play. We didn't. Half our schools couldn't. Our nose is so effing far up the Big Ten's ass. Let's just do what's best for the Pac-12. Why do we work out in the summer if we only need a few weeks? That was uh, the anonymous Pac-12 coach's quote. Um, and then another quote coach said, if you try and rush them back before they've had enough time to get in shape to actually play football, you're saying that health and safety actually doesn't matter. You're going to have an S ton of injuries. If the PAC 12 says health and safety is their number one priority and they try to rush their teams back, then they're just full of S what really has changed here since last week. It's that the big 10 came back to play football. You actually have to practice football, forget scheme. Our guys are basically doing combine training, but that doesn't get you ready to play games. So two different coaches, one of these guys is for sure. Mike Leach. Well, he's not in the Pac-12 anymore, so. Oh, dang it. Mississippi State. That's right. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, my my guess was maybe a little Kyle Whittingham because I think he's got a little bit more of an angry edge than he puts on to the public. And maybe Crystal Ball because Crystal Ball's kind of like that. I think in, in Crystal Ball's Dade County, bro. I like Crystal Ball. He's my <laughs> dude. He, I, I, one of those is more than likely him. Like why, probably why wouldn't you ask like the the premier coaches like well it's I mean, it's it's whoever Bruce Feldman has contacts with that's probably who it, like he just probably has their phone number and texted him you know maybe Kevin Sumlin you think Kevin Sumlin has that kind of energy or yeah, is he, he like kind of like he's kind of low energy yeah he seems like he's like oh well whatever you guys want to do yeah I'm with you guys he's got like the deep voice but it's like super chilled yeah yeah I don't, I don't, Sumlin just seems like he'd be cool to have a beer with because you know he seems super chill yes. He was uh, when I was listening. Not that I go down there, but I'm I'm here when they do the Pac-12 Media Day shows when we don't have COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very nice to them off the air, just like very chill, very personable. Uh, one of those guys might be Chip too. <laughs> Chip's got himself that's a mouth a, on. That's a, that's that's <laughs> incredibly true. But I mean, I, I think uh, I don't think they're far off. You know, well, that's, and, that's and what, what they're I'm, saying. That's, you know, what, that's the interesting part. Yeah, I don't think they're far off. Is you know, again, there there's this pressure from. You know, and Big Twin and Big Twin, Big Ten. And mind you, when you talk Big Ten, man, you're talking Ohio State. You're talking Michigan. You're talking Michigan State. You're talking blue bloods of college football in in most cases. So, um, yeah, like, I mean, there's a lot of a lot more cachet in most cases than, say, in Oregon or with the, with the exception of USC and, and Stanford, you know, like the Big Ten, as far as football is concerned, uh, they have a lot more sway in, in what they're able to do and able to say and, you know, getting things started. But, yeah, they're right. And this is my thing. Like, they keep saying that the health and safety and well-being of these students, they don't care about that. I wish people would stop saying that, stop putting that out there like that's a storyline. It's not. Because if it was, you would wait until this COVID thing was at least in a containable or, or, or at least manageable, and then you would start playing football. Like, you, you put it out there that you, clearly you don't care – if these students get COVID. Oh, but we're going to have tests that, that respond rapidly and let you know. Great. So they'll know quickly that they have COVID and the whole team can find out within a matter of hours or a matter of minutes or however long that they have COVID. Great. They still have COVID at the end of the day. So, and then like you mentioned, there's a man, kids are going out there and without proper training, they haven't been lifting the right way. They haven't been doing like training for football and training just to lift weights are two different things. You know, like there are certain things your body has to be able to do to play football or basketball. We saw during the um the the last dance documentary that Jordan went to play baseball. It's an entirely different workout than anything he was used to in basketball. It's the same thing in every one of these sports. So these guys haven't been able to be out there with their coaches, with their position coaches, with their weight trainers, all these things, and you expect them to come back in five weeks. In most cases, they get an entire summer to get ready for the season, and so and the, a season that doesn't have a preseason. First game of the season, live season. If you were in the mix to win a uh, a national championship and you lose week one, more than likely you're out. Yeah. More than likely you're out. I mean Unless so, you played like um, an elite team. Um, unless you, then played, you have a chance. Unless yeah. you played an elite team, but let's say if that if you played an elite team and you lose to them and that's two other elite teams run the board, you're done. It's a wrap for you. Most likely. Because you yeah. didn't get a chance to really get the ball rolling for yourself and for your team. So I mean, I think it's a bad idea. I feel like they should just, man set the precedent and do the right thing by the students. And I think that's what they're not doing. They're not doing the right thing by these kids at all. And so it's, for me, it's a little, it's almost kind of hard to watch college football at this point. Cause you know, in most cases, man, these kids aren't going to be given a pass to say, man, Hey, I'm not comfortable playing this year. Well, guess what? We'll recruit somebody who is comfortable playing this year and they can come play here next year and you won't be here. 
So these kids are in a position, and I keep saying kids because, man, that's what they are. They are student athletes. They're not getting and so, paid. And they're not getting paid. And so, yeah, the way they get paid is to be able to be on the field and show what they can do to hopefully get drafted, you know, in the future. But the health of these kids doesn't matter to them. And hopefully the Pac-12 does the right thing and just says, nah, we're going to wait this thing out. We'll see you all next season. I don't know what I want personally. I think I think I want the same thing as you do because – I don't want any of the Pac-12 schools to have massive COVID outbreaks if they've been able to stave them off already. And it's tough in football without testing. Now, they're going to have daily testing, which is which is huge. That is one thing that I think we have to remember. The Big Ten is going to have it too. That's going to be really big in stopping this from happening because the other conferences have not been doing that, right? The ACC has like one or two days a week testing. The Big 12 has something similar. SEC, I don't think, has daily testing either. So if you... If you don't have at least every other day testing, because I think baseball is doing every other day, if you at least don't if you don't at least have that, you're going to run a risk of this spreading within your locker room because you're in a locker room, first of all, and you can try to have all the socially distanced things as you want. But these these are college kids. I mean, frats are already being shut down left and right because college kids are going back to college and having massive parties because they don't care. Right. Because they're college kids. So. They're not professionals, like you said. They're not getting paid. They don't have a job on the line for this. They're kids. So it's really, really, really hard. Remember when you were in college. If COVID was a thing in college and you were in college, would you I have be in college anymore? I'm going home. Okay. But a lot of these colleges are coming back. Let's just, let's just say you're there. Of course. Right? Are you caring? Are you doing all the steps to be safe? Or on Friday night, are you going out and trying to get some some girl to go home with you? I'm going to wash my hands and use sanitizer, but you going to the bar, going to the you're the still home, I'm still I'm there absolutely all day. Absolutely. That's because you're a college kid. Yes, because a you're an idiot, and b you're after one thing and one thing only. Yeah, off top, <laughs> off top. Um, so that's why it's so different than the professional sports, and that's why I think I'm leaning towards. I kind of hope the Pac-12 goes against the grain here, but. As a football fan, I mean, it'd be great if the Pac-12 came back. Like, as, as That's a, why I'm torn because, like, I'm selfish about it. Like, hey, we could watch Oregon football. And maybe if they come back now, Penny Sewell will decide to actually come back and play. Mm-hmm. Or Diamond Lenore or Thomas Graham. Because a bunch of Ducks players has opted out. Some of their best players opted out. And I think some players in the Big Ten are now reversing that decision because the conference is coming back to play. Um, as a football fan, I'd be interested in watching that. But I think as a human being, I'd rather they just do the smart thing. I mean, yeah, as 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 a football fan, like I said, I can I can do without it, you know, because especially if it starts in the in January, yeah, I can do without college football or co- do without Pac-12 football this year. Uh as a as somebody who works with students, somebody who is a dad and all this stuff, hey man, do what's right. Like when these coaches come and recruit them and like and I don't know if you guys have ever been recruited for anything, but they sit in your living room which your parents is in eighth grade when I was good in middle school and the high school coach was like, Hey, that's good. We want you to play football. My parents well, said, no, you're not thing. playing football. Yeah. It's the, it's the same thing, you know, <laughs> but what that coach probably told your parents is we're going to take care of them. We're going to make sure. Oh, he didn't he talk to my hurt. parents. He talked talk to me. To okay. Well, when I, these think he, guys, I think he knew <laughs> when these guys come to your house, they sit down with you, with, with your mom and your dad or whoever in your family's involved and they sell you on the coach. They sell you on, Man, I'm going to take care of him. He's going to be 
This is going to be a good thing. We're going to make sure he gets his education. We're going to make sure that he does all the right things to get to exactly where it is he wants to be in life. I got him. That's the overall sentiment. I got your son. Don't worry about his safety and well-being. That will be fine as long as he's playing with me. And then I'm going to put all 75 of those kids that I told their parents they're going to be fine on the field to play football. During the middle of the biggest pandemic or the biggest pandemic that the world, not just the city, the world has ever seen. Good idea. Yeah. Tight. (laughs) All right. Let's get into some NFL stuff here. Keep texting 503-250-1080. Your fantasy starts to questions and anything else about what we're talking about. We're getting some mixed reaction on the text line. Some people are saying uh, they'll wait for sure. And then one uh, person says they wouldn't care at all about a season happening in, in the uh, in the winter, I guess, right? Winter, spring. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't really have interest in that instead of uh, when it would be normally in the fall. So getting some mixed reaction on that. So keep texting in 503-250-1080. All right. Coming up next, though, NFL. Where would you like to start? Man, wherever. Uh, would you like to talk Cowboys about? Lose? We could start with the Cowboys. <laughs> we could start with your new look Patriots. I'm going to mess with Joe all day about the Cowboys. Every time you lose, bro, I'm so sorry. All right, well, let's start with the losing Cowboys who lost to the Rams in week one, even though they should, probably should have won to the, against the Rams because the Cowboys are good, but they lost. That's next on The Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Look at Joe running away. Oh, yeah. We're, we're literally about to talk Cowboys, and he goes, yeah, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Oh, now, now you got to excuse yourself. Come back, Joe. Where are you going? Where are you going, Joe? It, it could end up turning into something bad. So I'm just going to oh, stay, we need, but we now. need you for this. Like, you know, the most about your team. My whole plan was to use the bathroom in this segment anyways. Well, you can hear us in the bathroom though, right? Well, unless I change <laughs> yeah. the station. We <laughs> could also, we could also hold off on talking to the Cowboys until next segment. Yeah, because if Joe s- is not here and he's having himself, oh, you a know little... what? Fine, let's do this. Let's, let's do this. Do All right, this come on. Know. I'll wait. I'll wait for next segment. It's fine. I'll hold it. <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm probably going to agree with a lot of things you guys say. It's going to hurt well, to hear it, but uh, it's probably going to be true. I don't have much to say. To, I, I don't think I have a lot of negative to say. Look, you lost to the Rams. Yeah, I mean. The Rams like, aren't a bad football team. I think the only worry is the way that the Cowboys played in the second half and that you hired a coach in Mike McIntyre, who is known for being a conservative iffy end of game coach, just like your last coach in Jason Garrett. I was going to say that. <laughs> um, but I mean, the. Losing one game is not a big deal for the for the Cowboys. And a lot of people were freaking out about it, which is what I thought was weird. Look, you have a great team, right? You've got Dak Prescott, who I think is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I do. Uh, so or at least stats-wise, we'll have one of those seasons this year. He does, you know, a little inconsistent. But um, statistically, I think he'll, he'll be great. You've got one of the better running backs in the NFL. You've got a great wide receiver core where you just added CD Lamb, who looked good in week one as a rookie out of Oklahoma. You still have Amari Cooper injured and Michael Gallup. Um, you know, your defense added a bunch of big names. It didn't play terrible in week one. I mean, it only gave up 20 points to a good Rams offense. So, and you got um, Randy Gregory back for the first time in forever. No, Alden Smith yeah. is on uh, the Cowboys, not yeah, Randy Gregory. Gregory's going to be a few weeks. 
Uh, but he'll be back too. And Alden Smith looked like the old Alden Smith. Five years out of the league, and he looked like the old Alden Smith getting into the backfield. I just, I think they're going to be fine. And who else in their division is anywhere near good enough to compete with them? Right? The Eagles look dreadful. Absolutely dreadful with no offensive line to once again protect Carson Wentz. Uh, Washington football team won a game, but okay, cool. They're not very good. And the Giants looked okay. I mean, they they uh, lost the game, but Daniel Jones looked good. And you know Barkley's not going to get held to single-digit yards again. So, I mean, who else in the division is really going to compete with the Cowboys? Nobody. Yeah. And then again, it's just not so much like the, anybody playing up to the Cowboys. It's the Cowboys playing down to everybody and playing much worse than they should, like you said, with the talent that they have. Now, they have injuries. Tyron Smith isn't going to play for the Cowboys today. He was a game day scratch. Uh, they don't have Lael Collins right now. Their center retired before the year. They lost their tight end last week, torn ACL. Leighton Vander Esch is going to be out along with Sean Lee. Big surprise there. Um, <laughs> is so, he ever healthy? <laughs> right. So Cowboys, they made in this time last year, I was celebrating after I think we uh, week one, two, and three wins over the Dolphins, Redskins, and Giants. So where I was feeling last year after the first three weeks about this Cowboys team might not be the case after three weeks this year. But, again, Cowboys were 3-0 and after those first three games last year. I was on a high, and how did they finish? 8-8. Eight eight. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, week one, lock can happen. And, yeah, the Rams are a good team, had a good strategy going the kind of the underneath routes, dink and dunk. And, but this Falcons team, they can get after the ball too. So we'll see what they do against a depleted Cowboys offensive line. If it gives you any sort of uh, pleasure, Joe, I, I did bet on the Cowboys today. Oh, well, I appreciate it. I think they were minus four when I had them. I think they're actually down to minus three and a half right now. The Cowboys are better than the Falcons. The Falcons could not stop Russell Wilson last week. And Dak Prescott is as close to Russell Wilson as you'll get in the NFL uh, in terms of skill set. Oh, you said who is? Dak is as close to Russell Wilson in terms of skill set and style of play. Um, that All right. Well, best quarterback in football. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, Russell. I'm not saying Russell Wilson's not going to be the MVP this year. He has every chance to be the MVP this year. But I'm, all I'm saying is Dak Prescott, in terms of type of play, style of play, it's very close to Russell Wilson. I think the Cowboys will do just fine today. Cowboys are going to be just fine. Um, I mean, to be honest, man, 8-8 eight and eight is right around where I expect the Cowboys to be. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Even I with mean, the team as good as they are? They're always as good. Or roster? They're always as good. It seems different this yeah, year to they're, me. All, they're always as good. And that's why, you know, every year we pick Dallas to be one of those teams that goes far. Like, every every analyst, every football mind on every one of these sports channels picks, picks the Cowboys every year to go to the Super Bowl. Picks the Cowboys every year to come out of the NFC. And I don't know. Like, And maybe, you know, Mike McCarthy is going to be different, but, you know, at least Jason Garrett was – trying to clap his team up on the sideline or something like that. McCarthy just kind of stands there like a big goof and doesn't really do or say anything. Could be know? worse. Your head coach could be Vic Fangio, who doesn't know how to do timeouts. I mean, it could be, you know, that that, <laughs> that, that could, could that it, could be a thing. I mean, that it, could, it could be a thing, but uh, I think Dak is getting better. I mean, I, th- I can see where you could see where you could say, like, he is similar to Russell Wilson, but I think it's just in this in the fact that he – kind of checks down a lot early in his career. Like, he doesn't go – he's not Danger Wilson. No, just moves in the pocket. Yeah. You know, kind of similar in size when, and stature. But when Russ moves in the pocket, like, you know, he he 
he makes things happen in most cases, unless he's running for his life. And in most cases, it's probably better when he's running for his life because he can make things happen. But um, I, I think Dallas did everything for the most part. They they just couldn't they couldn't stop that drive when that ended like the the short touchdown. But for the most part, like Zeke did what he does, almost a hundred yards and a touchdown. Uh, Dak Prescott played really well in the first game of the season. Only one touchdown, but that's fine. No interceptions. CD Lamb, your your new um, receiver, had a pretty good game for his for his first game. Man, five catches and eleven yards, uh, almost twelve yard average. Like, yeah, that's that's some of the things you want to see from your team. It's like just one bad drive just end up costing you the game. But for the most part, man, I think Dallas is gonna be fine. Man, nine and seven, ten and six. I'm right thinking ten to there. six. Right they'll make, they'll there. make the playoffs. They're, they're definitely the best team in their division. That's not even that's not even hard to say. Like, where would you like to focus next? Sorry, I you kind of stopped awkwardly there. I was confused. Uh, uh, do you want to talk about your New England Patriots, or do you want to talk about your my former Tampa Bay Bucks, your current <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers? No, uh, we can talk about uh, let's we can because we, can we only Tampa. Have, like I mean I feel like more people would much rather talk. Brady and his new settings and losing the first week than they would to talk about Cam and the- I don't know, man. Cam was uh, Cam seems like a fun guy to have on your team. Cam is awesome to have on the team. Well, maybe we'll talk a little bit about both. The nine fifteen we have hate it or love it, and then nine thirty we've got fantasy scramble. Uh, text in any questions you have five zero three two five zero ten eighty, and we'll get to them then. That's it for hour number one. Hour two next on the fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.